I can call you stupid, but not unless you believe you're stupid and it comes from the inside of you, it can't defile you. No man has the power to determine how far you can go in life but you. So the first place of understanding is your heart is soil. Meaning anything you put in your heart is going to grow and you're going to see the fruit of whatever it is you put in your heart. So if what you put in your heart was rubbish, so to say, yes, guess what fruit you're going to see at the end of the day. Hello, hello, LIC family, the Lavi in Christ family, life in Christ family, because every week we are constantly breathing life into every situation of your life, bringing all the good vibes to help you make better decisions in life as you go through your young adult life. And honestly, at this point, whatever age you're at, and I would want to personally thank everyone who's joined the family, everyone who's been sharing the link to help others grow and for the support each and every one of you has been given to this podcast we are talking about guarding your heart receiving god's best for your life because we want you to walk in god's best for your life so we are coming for all those mediocre thoughts those mediocre attitudes and everything that has been keeping you in those spaces of not walking in the best that god has for you so we are coming fully armed and especially for this episode i think you may need your notepad you may need your pen somewhere you just need to right things are about to get hot I'll just give you a backstory of how I chose this topic. So this week, I was just scrolling through YouTube. I was trying to find some information to help me with something I was trying to learn. It's something I do, but I wasn't really putting intentional effort into doing it. But I was trying to find someone who's done it. So in the course of scrolling through YouTube, I stumbled on this video of certain kids. Oh, they were certainly younger than me. And when I clicked on that video, they were so good. They were so good. <laughs> I don't know. But something about me with all my age, looking at these young kids who are, I don't know, I'm almost twice the age of some, doing the one thing that I wanted to do and they were doing it so well. Just I found myself feeling some type of way that I could not explain. <laughs> to some extent, I was like, ah, let me exit this video. <laughs> I'd look for another video. But then I stopped in my tracks. I was like, mm, why? Why? If I told anything, these are the people I should be learning from because they are so good at whatever it is I am trying to do, at whatever it is I am trying to learn. So why should I scroll past them and look for something else? It's because I started getting this feeling at the pit of my stomach where I was like, huh, they're young, are they doing all these things? It started making me feel so intimidated and to some extent, I started feeling like, ah, it's because they have better opportunities for them to be able to get to that point at this stage of life that they are in. I started comparing, ah, these are young people, they're doing all these things. And here I am trying to learn 
what exactly have I been doing with my life all this time? Ah, then I asked myself, ah, ah, now the reason why I came to YouTube was to look for someone to teach me what it was I wanted to learn. And just it just so happened that these young people had mastered what I wanted to learn. But for some reason, it seemed to bring out every kind of insecurity in me. And so I had to go back and I just asked God like, What's happening? You can't tell me I am jealous of a 12-year-old. A 10-year-old, really? <laughs> and he started showing me it wasn't even a problem of them or anything. It was triggering something that was already in me. It was triggering a certain insecurity that was already in me that was unchecked. It was triggering a certain limitation that I had set in my life. And because here I was looking at other people who were doing these things better than I was, and they were winning at these things even more than I was, I was starting to feel a certain way. It started showing me the boundaries that I had set for myself in life. The boundaries that said, this is how far I can go in life. This is how much I can achieve in life and nothing more. So I started seeing all that. And that's where the problem is. And that's how I came to that verse of guarding your heart. What it means to properly guard your heart so that you can begin working in God's best for your life. From the book of Proverbs 4, 23 to 27. And I want you to really, really follow what I am going to say because I'm really going to break it down. And if you don't get it for the first time, feel free to listen until you get it because the whole point is to really set you free from a certain kind of thinking from a certain kind of acting so that you can walk in the best that god has for you so it all starts in the book of proverbs chapter 4 from verse 23 to 27 and it says above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it I repeat, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So when you look at the Hebrew rendition of that, it says above all else, guard your heart for it defines the boundaries of your life. Above all else, guard your heart for it defines the boundaries of your life. It defines the limitations of your life. It defines how far you can go in life and it defines the circumstances that happen to you in life. For out of it flows the issues of life. So I'll present to you the first idea which I want us to understand. And that is all the issues of our lives start from the heart and not extrinsically. They start from the inside and not the outside. I know this is probably contrary to what most of us believe. You know, you can say these issues that I'm facing right now, this addiction that I'm facing right now, where I am at in life right now, where my finances are at in life right now. It's a result of external experiences. I mean, it's a result of inflation. Let's say it like the Kenyan shillings against the dollar right now is trading at... We're coming close to 138. Who knows what it's going to be trading tomorrow. Every time you check, it keeps going up and up and up. You know, you can say it's a result of external circumstances. It's a result of the school that I went to. That's why I'm not able to get a specific job or I'm not able to get into certain spaces of my life. You know, it's the boys of this society. That's why everyone is just out here looking at two women at a time and that's why I'm unable to settle. You know, it's these women. They're so materialistic. You can't even have peace. But let me present to you. 
one thing we need to understand and one thing that will really liberate your life is understanding that all the issues of your life start from the inside and not the outside all our experiences are first defined on the inside and not the outside mark 7:15 says there's nothing that enters a man from outside which can defile him but the things which come out of him those are the things which defile a man the things from outside don't have the capacity to defile you it's just things that come from the inside that have the capacity to defile you what does this mean it means that what is inside you that comes outside you is the thing that has the capacity to destroy your life to make you live below god's best to make you walk the mediocre paths of this life to just live and die a normal man not having accomplished any purpose that god set out for you not having touched anyone's life not having made any form of impact in this life because that was what was inside you compared to what's outside you so i'll give you an example of what's outside you i can call you stupid but not unless you believe you're stupid and it comes from the inside of you it can't defile you meaning it doesn't make you stupid okay let me take it again the bible says that as a man thinketh so is he we clear to that point right as a man thinketh so is he meaning your life automatically moves in the direction of your most dominant thoughts so if your most dominant thoughts are those of stupidity you automatically walk in the direction of stupidity meaning if your most dominant thoughts are that you are a wise person you make wise decisions you walk in precision you walk in clarity if someone else came and called you stupid they can't make you walk the paths of stupidity not unless you first believed it in you take it in <laughs> i'll give you another example i can come and say you are such an argumentative person i can't even reason with you you don't even listen but not unless you believe those things about you you can't walk those paths but if you intrinsically believe that all you do is argue with people all you do is cause conflict everywhere you go people just have to fall out then best believe i don't even need to call you that you will most definitely depict those characteristics of what you believe about you out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks as a man thinks so is he And in all this we are told that above or else let us guard our hearts for everything you do flows from it I know we want to see God's best I know we want to walk in those realms where everything is working for us family life check social life check finances check name it check but for you to walk in God's best you really have to first understand what the battle is so the first thing that i want to address is the aspect of guarding your heart what does it mean to guard your heart yes you've said above all else guard your heart for everything you do every issue of life flows from it what does it mean to guard your heart first of all i need you to understand what your heart is i want to break it down for you so that you can understand 
What's the purpose of your heart? And why we are told that above everything else that we can do, we are to guard our hearts. And why we are told that if we miss out on this one step, then best believe it affects everything else that we do. It affects everything else that's around us. So I want you to imagine the earth is soil. What's the purpose of soil? The purpose of soil is to make things grow. When you put a seed in soil, it dies and it comes forth as a plant, which later on gives birth to fruits. How do I know that your heart is soil? The parable of the sower, we are told that this farmer goes out and plants seeds in different kinds of soils. So he plants seeds in the hard soil, he plants some by the pathways where, you know, the pathway is usually very hard and seeds can't penetrate because people have been walking there for a long time. Then the birds come and eat them. Then the rocks, because they are not deep enough, the seed or the plant does not have enough room for it to have such a deep foundation so when things come they are easily uprooted then we have the good soil so the first place of understanding is your heart is soil meaning anything you put in your heart is going to grow and you're going to see the fruit of whatever it is you put in your heart so if what you put in your heart was rubbish so to say yes guess what fruit you're going to see at the end of the day Mm. Do I need to say it or do you already have the answer? So the first place of understanding is our heart is soil. So the state of your heart is the first thing you need to check even before we go to the seed that's being planted in your heart. Because in that parable of the soil, we see that the one that was thrown by the wayside if you know the wayside, if you've ever seen a path that wasn't defined, you know, by pavements and everything, it was just defined by people started walking across a park, they started walking on that grass, after a while the grass withered, then the soil became so hard that nothing can penetrate it, and then it just became a path for people to use. If your heart is that hardened, then it's going to be very hard even for the good seed to get planted in your heart. The second one, you remember the seeds that were planted in the stony ground? Yes, there is the seed is able to go inside the soil, but there is no depth to it. So that represents a heart that has no depth to it. Everything you know is very shallow compared to the hardened heart. The hardened heart may have hardened because maybe you are believing for something. Maybe you are saying, oh God, this is the year where I get to level up. This is the year where I get to move into those next steps. And you've been saying that year in, year out, and you've not been seeing any results. And after a while, and also maybe because of the pains you've experienced and the circumstances that you've experienced that have just made you feel a certain kind of way, your heart has become really hardened. And the one on stony ground, your heart really has no depth to it. And how do you know? It's because you profess to understand certain things, but when it comes to results, there's really nothing to it. As the salespeople usually say, show me your results. The only way I can know that you're moving is by the results. And that's why this episode is very important because we are here to tackle how to actually see the results. Because if you've been saying, I know these things, there's no need for me to learn these things anymore. Then let us see it on paper. How far have you really gone? How much have you really accomplished from the, from the things that you claim to understand? 
And that's the first place of humility, just understanding that, well, maybe there are some things I don't know. Like in the example that I gave, I had to just check my heart and understand instead of me getting all defensive and saying all kinds of things concerning these kids. Oh, it's because they had ABC upbringing. It's because they had ABC exposure. Just maybe coming to that realization that there are things I don't know that they know because I don't have the results that they have. So your heart is sore. It will facilitate the growth of whatever it is you put inside it. So the second thing I want to tackle is what grows in our hearts. So we've said that our hearts is soil, but what actually grows in our hearts? Is it that we throw stuff in our hearts and they grow or how does this work? For something to grow, it has to be a seed. You put seed inside soil, it comes up as a plant and later on you see fruits. So what is this seed that we plant in our hearts? Seeds are words. Still, the parable of the soil, we are told that the seeds represented the word of God. And let me just give you a plot twist that I want you to think about. Everything on this earth speaks to us, both the living and the non-living. I'll repeat, everything on this earth speaks to us, both the living and the non-living. And I know by now you're probably wondering, mm, Viv, what do you mean? <laughs> the non-living thing? <laughs> this chair doesn't speak to me. Oh, what are you trying to say? So let me give you an example. Let us take it step by step. This is how our hearts work. So words form pictures in our heads. What determines what kind of picture forms from the words that we hear is determined by our first experiences with those words. It, it's determined by our knowledge about that words. But we think in pictures. Then we express those pictures that are formed in our heads through words. Okay, let me give you an example. If I tell you right now to think of a brown dog in your head, you're not thinking B-R-O-W-N-D-O-G. No, you are forming a picture of a brown dog. What's determining the picture of the brown dog you're forming? Because if I was to ask every one of you in the family, you know, draw the dog that you've seen in your head, we'll have very many variations of brown dogs. And that's because your picture is determined by maybe the first dog you saw that was brown. The image that you're forming of that brown dog is determined by your first interpretation of the words brown dog. So for example, if the only brown dogs you've ever seen are these street dogs that just walk around aimlessly, then that's the picture that you are forming of a brown dog. If the brown dog that you're thinking of is, say, a terrian or, I don't know, whatever breed you like of a dog, then that's the picture you are forming of a brown dog. That picture that you're forming of a brown dog evokes a certain emotion in you. If the only image you have of dogs are these creatures that are chasing you <laughs> on the road, or if you've ever been beaten by a dog, and that's the only picture you have, then it's evoking a certain emotion in you. 
the emotion is predicated by what we associate the picture with and it's determined by the words that were spoken when we first saw the picture so say for example uh, someone comes and says the statement nothing good comes out of a third world country nothing good comes out of a third world country it's a statement so as i've said words form pictures these pictures are determined by your first encounters with certain words so these words that i've said which is nothing good comes out of a third world country will be processed by the underlying assumptions that you have to form a picture so say if the images that you have of third world countries are those of black people you know these black children that have flies on their forehead flies on their nose and they never seem to notice and they're like in every picture it's been shown all over the media and that's all you know of a third world country because every time you've seen third world you've seen black you've seen poor that is the image that comes into your head when i say third world country say you have grown up in what they call a third world country and you have grown up during this modern colonialism days i do believe that nowadays people are getting to be very woke and they're getting to really understand who they are and rejecting certain labels that have been placed on certain countries but let's assume that's where you've grown up and if you're like me you grew up during those days when even in history lessons how it was taught you are almost made to think like there's nothing to you guys in the first place and that the white man was almost doing you guys a favor by coming to colonize you and introduce all these western foreign ideas into your country so the image that's in your head you've grown up being told that your country is a third world country and it was characterized by poverty and suffering and being behind and always lagging in things like technological developments and stuff let me take it even further follow me slowly so say in your family you guys were poor Your parents were poor. Every time you're going to school, you're told things like, "You need to study hard. Eh? Don't don't be playing with kids like, I don't know. Don't be playing with Akina John. You know Akina John are rich back in their home, and you you know where you're coming from. Eh, study hard. Don't forget where you're coming from. You remember where you're coming from. When you go to Nairobi, please ensure that you focus on your books and eh, don't be hanging around with all these girls. And you know where you're coming from." You know, those are pictures in your head. So you have related third world equals poor. And because you have all these images from your socialization that have spoken to you as a poor man, you have started believing poor equals me. So, back to the statement. Nothing good comes out of a third world country. The words have been interpreted in your head. Pictures have been formed by the underlying assumptions that you have. So finally the word that comes out of you or what you interpret of it is nothing good comes out of people like me. Nothing good comes out of people like me. Unfortunately, that's the word that comes out of you because of what you've believed. And what have I said? words are seeds 
So because those are the pictures that are governing your your subconscious mind. You subconsciously find yourself telling yourself stuff like nothing good comes out of people like me. That word gets planted in your heart. And most surely not unless you get to that point of understanding and you get to that point of renewing your head, nothing good will come out of you. Use the same example when you talk of situations like ah uh, you know people that come from a certain tribe <laughs> this is how they are use the second example and see how it all boils down to forming some of the perceptions and some of the thoughts that enable us to live such mediocre lives you find yourself now in spaces where you're telling yourself stuff like ah i can't do this ah, i can't go far People like us don't do certain things. People from my tribe can't do certain things. People from the kind of school I've gone to can't do certain things. Ah, I can't have self-control. I don't think I'll be able to be faithful. It's in my nature. And you know the funny thing is some of these things come as jokes. You know, they are said in these informal setups and we laugh about them and we're like, "Haha, that's funny." Let me tell you. Your heart does not know jokes. <laughs> If you're from a country, let me say it in the layman's language. Roho yako haiji jokes. Haiji jokes. Words are seeds. Whatever kind of words you are putting in your heart, your heart will facilitate the growth. And that will facilitate the direction that your life takes. And most surely, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And as a man thinks, so is he. No man has the power to determine how far you can go in life but you. I repeat, no man has the power to determine how far you can go in life but you. I need you to look at the mirror the next time you are looking at yourself in the mirror and remember that that person you are seeing on that other end of the mirror is the only person that has the power to limit you in this life or to expand your boundaries of this life so that you are able to live in God's best. The next thing I submit to you is we are the first place of responsibility when it comes to the results we see in our lives we are the first place of responsibility when it comes to the results we see in our lives i need you to really get this you are the first place of responsibility when it comes to the results you see in your life you are the one with the power to disqualify yourself from walking in God's best. Yes, I know they did this and that to you, but as to whether you are going to move on, as to whether you are going to step up, that's on you. You can spend your whole life ruminating over 10 years of your life and let it affect the 90 more years that God is giving you to live. You've given them so much power. You make the 90 years that you have miserable years. 
I know we talk about Joseph, how he was such a dreamer. Then his brother sold him. He went to Potiphar's house. Then the wife tried some soap opera, you know, some tasty moves on him. Then he was taken to prison. Then he helped all these friends that later on ghosted him. And they just went, oh my year. Then later on, he was made governor. We focus so much on that part of Joseph's story that we forget that the Bible says the rest of his life was actually glorious. And this glorious season was way longer than this other season where he was out here, you know, being God's strongest soldier, just going through life. The other thing I submit to you is our first and most important place of boundaries and distinction is our heart space. We've established that all these issues flow from our hearts. I know we talk about boundaries, we talk about all this good stuff. Oh, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing that. But you can do all that, but if you're not mindful of what gets in your heart, if you just let any type of crap get in your heart, then best believe everything else you do on the outside will not amount to much. So the next thing I want to discuss is what are the key things that we are supposed to be aware of now that we've established where the trouble begins, now that we've established where the issues of our lives flow from. So what are the things that I can do, Viv? What are these practical steps or what do I need to be mindful of so that I can live along this mediocre life? You know, this life where you are the same 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago, your peers are moving, you are just there. The first thing is Romans 12, 12. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. It's such a cliche verse, but one thing I need you to remember is God's word equals God's best. Let me submit to you, if there's anyone who knows you best, who knows to satisfy you best. As the word says, he satisfies you early. If, if there's anyone who knows what you like and knows how to bring it to you, if there's anyone who knows how to make you distinct, if there's anyone who knows how to help you level up and walk into those parts of purpose that we are going for this year is God. And God's word equals God's best. The reason why some of us are skeptical of this is because we live in a lower realm. Yes, we live in spaces of settling. The reason why you can read a verse that says you're going to land to nations and not borrow and you start feeling some kind of way. Mm, you know that churn in your stomach, that tightness of the butt. It's because yes, we've been living in lower realms we've been, li we've been living in realms of settling it's because maybe you have 10 debts and you have never imagined that it's possible for me to lend to nations while I'm drowning in debt but let me tell you God is not a respecter of man if he did it for Isaac that dude was so rich that they had to kick him out of our country because he was richer than the whole country imagine just someone waking up and saying oh this is the debt that your country has okay here's a check pay it off until they had to let him go they're like yo bro we just want peace you lived with us in peace promise us you'll keep living with us in peace but we need you to go the bible talks about joy laughter you know turning ashes into beauty 
a garment of praise where those previously mourning and after we've lived such depressed lives we can't imagine that even in this season where everything is just so crazy that it's actually possible for us to live that kind of life and submit to you maybe it's because we've been living into spaces of settling settling for less than god's best but how do we level up okay viv you said enough i've recognized yes i'm in those spaces but give me something practical come on go to the abc's the five steps what's the whole purpose of lavi to give you the word to help you win in your everyday life so yes i am going to give you the word to help you in and make it so practical that the next time you're thinking of making that decision or you're thinking of talking some kind of way about yourself yes you yes you you that just looked at that application and disqualified yourself without even applying yes you you that just let everyone label you at your workplace yes you that are still living under the bondage of what your teacher said about you and maths yes you you that has been thinking that just because you struggled with drugs at some point in your life then that's all you can amount to or just because you had a certain kind of life then that's all you can amount to yes you i am here for you and so i'll take it from the book of isaiah 54 from verse 1 to verse 4 sing o barren you who have not born break forth into singing and cry aloud you who have not labored with child for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman says the lord enlarge the place of your tent and stretch them out stretch out the curtains of your dwellings do not spare lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes for you shall expand to the right and to the left and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabitants inhabited do not fear for you will not be ashamed neither be disgraced for you will not be put to shame for you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore such a weird place to be taking the lessons from right but the first thing i want to submit to you it says sing o barren woman you who have not born break forth into singing and cry aloud you who have not labored with child for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman says the lord and the next one says enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings so i submit to you for the barren woman to sing and in this form the barrenness can represent any place of wilderness that you may be in life Maybe you've been feeling stuck for such a long time. Maybe things have not been moving. Maybe you've just been there you're thinking what next? For the barren woman to sing, to move from that place of wilderness to fruition, you have to fast and enlarge the place of your tent. What do I mean? Enlarge the place of your tent. Push the roads far and wide. That means enlarge your capacity to receive you want to walk in god's best god has already availed his best for you but if you don't have the capacity to receive it that's a limitation 
when the prophet Elisha multiplied the oil of the woman, he told him to go and collect as many barrels as she could and fill them up with oil. And we are told the oil stopped when she ran out of barrels because sometimes God has so much to pour into our lives, but we don't have the capacity. How does that look like? Maybe it's high time you stepped out and tried out that idea that has been in your head for the longest time because you know you can actually do it but you've been letting that voice that's been speaking contrary to you. That voice that's been telling you that people like us don't do stuff like this. You've been letting it put you down. You've been letting it set, make you settle for less. Maybe it's time you stepped out. Maybe it's time you dared to pick that book that speaks on kingdom finances. Because let me ask you a question. All these principles you've been trying on finances, your financial situation has not changed in the past five years. Maybe it's high time you tried something new. You enlarged your capacity. Maybe it's time you started listening to those sermons on relationship goals. Yes, I know you've been saying how corny they are. You know, what will people think when they find me listening to sermons on relationship goals? Oh, well, show us your results. How many more toxic relationships do you want to enter into until you understand that maybe the method you've been trying has not been working? And maybe it's because you have not built the capacity to handle a proper relationship should i shut up or should i keep going <laughs> i know things are hot but i did warn you that things will get hot maybe it's high time you dare to go to that business event your business has not been growing for the past who knows you've been doing this one thing and everyone else seems to be learning maybe it's high time you admit maybe there's something that everyone knows that i don't know and actually attend that webinar attend that event and learn from people who have things going the second thing it says let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling do not spare do not spare when it comes to matters concerning your heart when it comes to matters concerning your destiny you cannot afford to be frugal you cannot afford to spare push the limits go above and beyond you cannot afford to do certain things for the sake of where you're going to you my friend you're going to great places i mean that's the characteristic of everyone in the lic family like we're those people waiting in life very victorious you're going to great places but why are you sacrificing your mental health with all those friendship drama that you are having just in the name of gaining acceptance that's so short-lived is that sleep so important compared to the few pages that you are supposed to read so that you pass in your exams so the few pages that you are supposed to read so that you excel in your career or whatever it is you're doing do not spare when it comes to certain things exert yourself without restraint when it comes to the vision to the greatness that has been set ahead of you go for it Spend your time on building things that are important. Spend your time on things that help your mental health. Spend your time on things that make you more healthy and more whole. And the next one is drive your pegs deep. Strengthen your stakes. 
the taller the tower the more the need of a deeper foundation how deep the foundation is will determine how tall the tower is or how high it can go you remember the heart that's on stony ground there's no depth to it how high you can go is determined by the depth that's in you it's good to be a jack of all trades but mastery and excellence is determined by how deep you go how deep you go in excelling in your craft how deep you go in getting to that place of wholeness that you've been wanting to get to drive your pegs deep get uncomfortable with the shallow things just sitting around gossiping really go deeper then comes the beautiful part and that's the inheritance your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited when you've understood these three things then can you change the world then can you speak life into those broken spaces then can you go back and see younger people struggling with things you used to struggle with and you're able to guide them you're able to mentor them you're able to touch someone's life you're able to see yourself as certain space and your confidence just attracts someone to you and you're able to lead them to the paths of eternal life to the paths that give them courage and hope and you're able to share the hope that you have and the confidence that you have let me tell you no one is attracted to ashiness child when you're out there looking all ashy looking all beaten down by life no one is attracted to you when you're out here winning everyone wants to know the secrets and finally and most importantly do not fear for you will not be ashamed neither be disgraced for you will not be put to shame you will forget the shame of your youth and you will remember not the reproach of your widowhood anymore it does not matter what you may have faced in the past where you may be coming from what may have happened you may be 50 right now you may be 60 and you're thinking oh my goodness i had 60 years of my life let me tell you with god a day is enough a year is enough a few hours is enough nothing is ever wasted with him you will not be put to shame with god there's no shame you will not remember the shame of your youth or oh, you tried this and you failed you will not remember all those things do not fear perfect love casts out all fear so today i invite you as the lic family those who are joining the family This is a call for us to level up. A call for us to step into God's best. It's a call for us to renew our thinking. It's a call for us to take charge of our hearts. So call out to the other soldiers that need to join the community. Share, share widely, leave a review. You know, I take time to listen to all your great feedback. I try and cooperate them. I try and make episodes based on the questions that I get from you. But most importantly, keep winning, keep being victorious, keep going through this life in Christ. You are coming up beautifully.